Hello everyone, welcome to the Football Roundtable, or should I say welcome back, the place where you can find all things Premier League with a splash of Champions League talk as well. Remember to click that follow button on our Spotify page and make sure to check out my new football blog, topflightfootball.net. I appreciate all the support. Now on today's episode, we'll be covering the Match Week 28 recap. It's safe to say that was a pretty interesting weekend of games. Um, we're going to talk about who we think will finish in the top four or top five because of the Man City ban. Talk about who's going to make the Champions League next year and why. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Carabao Cup final as well as Arsenal being knocked out of the Europa League. Um, we'll talk about our predictions for the Liverpool-Chelsea FA Cup fifth round at Stamford Bridge tomorrow. And then we'll close it off with our Match Week 29 predictions for the Premier League games. Gentlemen. Back, Keegan Shirley, Kyle Wood, and Philip Rivera. How are we, gentlemen? Thank you, thank you. It's good to be back. Fantastic, fantastic. Let's yeah, get this, started. This match week was actually very interesting. Mm. So I don't sick. know if you guys saw the results. This is probably the craziest match week of, I, I would say, of, of the, the season, season so far. I yeah, so. I agree. So many surprising results. Let's hear it. Explain. Uh, well, so on Friday, uh, we saw Norwich beat Leicester 1 0. Mm-hmm. And that that's huge. Norwich is, is like bottom of the table. They are, but they, they almost did it against Liverpool. I don't think they're gonna come back. I think they're, I think they're good. They're yeah. Big three points against Leicester. Uh, yeah, it seems like right now, as we'll talk about the other results, it seems like nobody really wants to be in the top four right now. Because we'll go through. Uh, I'm just gonna go in order based on that. Based on that, Chelsea barely scraping away a point with a Marcus Alonso brace Could've in the won. 85th almost minute. Almost had a hat trick. <laughs> um, so Chelsea, away from home, only grab a point against, against mid-to-bottom table t- Bournemouth. And then we go to Spurs-Wolves on Sunday. A comeback win from Wolves. I love game. Wolves. I'm, Wolves, I'm all for it. Um, Equalized twice. Yeah. Spurs-Mourinho, it seems a little iffy to start off, but I, I always say give them time. They also don't have Kane and Suns. So right. definitely hurts a lot. They don't yeah. have their players, and um, I just say, like, Trust the system over time. He's a great manager. And then to finish off Sunday, Man U only walked out of Goodison Park with one point. Called it. And a controversial Thank you. VAR disallowed goal at the end of the game. Um, we can talk about that later. But in my opinion, the most shocking result of the season, oh, Liverpool traveled to oh, Bridge Road and lose their Let's first go. match of the season, 3-0. Um... Could have been five. Is it okay if I begin with this? Yes, sir. Explain your theory. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know about my theory, but I get it. They if it were to come lose. out, if it no, if it were to come out, and I'd I'd think because it was just so bizarre. All like all season, whether it was the West Ham or the Norwich, where we we didn't play great. It was always like three or four players that were off, but never this whole season have I seen our team all collectively just off their game. Passes weren't connecting, you know, we were turning the ball over, creating counterattacking opportunities. Um, they they controlled the game. You know, I give them full credit for what they did because they came at us, and we I don't think we were expecting that at all. We have one man to thank, <laughs> Dejan Lovren. Thank oh. you. I agree. It was so unnatural to see. It was a team like Liverpool has been so consistent week in and week out, and they were at a point where, like, we could not physically vision them losing a game or playing poorly enough to get dominated by a team like Watford, so it was just, it was refreshing for me as an Arsenal fan. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I'm happy they broke their invincible run, so I can further throw it in the face of people like Kevin, that they're never going to have an invincible season, but <laughs> I can give you my views about that for hours, but um, 
I think, personally, I think it's good that it happened. I'm not going to go into my conspiracy theory because it's dumb, and I don't think they <laughs> lost on purpose. But I think there's a silver lining to going to Watford, 18th place at the time, and walking out, 3-0 loss. Mm-hmm. There's a silver lining to it. Uh, West Ham come back 3-2, only beating Norwich 1-0. And all these games where we were just scrappy and we barely got the win, like those goals that we scored to beat West Ham at the end were not pretty at all. It's definitely a reality check for the It's people. Right, it's a wake-up call, and I'm glad it happened. And personally, I think Klopp thinks this too because he always says, I don't care about records. It doesn't say the, you got the Invincibles record on the back of your Premier, Premier League winner's medal. It just says you're Premier League champions. And I think that's all the club cares about. And that's how I feel. I agree. That's true. Could you see this coming, you think? Like with the West Ham yeah. and the Norwich? Like, I definitely saw a Liverpool defeat coming. But, but not at this level. Yeah. Not at this frequency. Caliber. Yeah, it was, yeah, this caliber. You would have thought a team like this would scrape away like one lucky goal in the 91st minute right. for a win. It was a thorough 3-0 defeat. Do you think it was because of the fact that you were missing your captain, like Jordan I Henderson? Was, I was going to go into that. Milner nor Henderson... Both leadership roles. They're not, they're not world-class players, but you leave them out, something's going to be noticed, you know? Um, that just, we were lacking a bit of leadership on the pitch, yeah. and it was noticeable. That just shows that, like, how important a leader is on the field. Mm. That's why teams like Chelsea and I think United, United. Well, yeah. at times Arsenal too, I know Xhaka steps up sometimes, but teams like that, like, if they had a cemented, captain who could get the team going like a John Terry you know that's what made Chelsea so good for like so many years yeah and like most teams are just missing that nowadays yeah you can't you can't be I, I think maybe last season it was the captain's armband at United was switched like three different times and yeah. you know your clubs it's always going to be lacking and a little bit of stability if you don't have that one guy that's kind of leading the pack or one to three people you know it's it's always like Henderson's captain one, Milner two, and then Van Dyke at three. But I think it's like Van Dyke still has a ways to go. I think people just think with his play style, he's a good leader, but he's just a physical player, you know, and he's still got a lot of work to do with that. Yeah. You know, because those two English midfielders are getting older, and we don't know what's going to happen in a while. So that was 3 0 Liverpool. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, I thought the Norwich Leicester game, it was, uh, it was a little unfortunate. I think Leicester are, um, Kind of on a weak run right now, and they kind of need to break that spell. They've lost momentum. Let's take away from Norwich's goal. That was fantastic for that man's second professional yeah. goal. That yeah. was wonderful. It was beautiful. Um, and yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't know if, how useful those three points would be for Norwich because they are very far behind. Um, but uh, I was going to talk about this next time we meet after spring break. But today we're going to cover who we think are going to be in the top five, top four. And then next time we meet, we're going to talk about who we think is going to get relegated. Okay. Um, no bias. Let's just right, like go. No bias. So moving on, we will go into who we think will finish in the top five. Um, I'm not trying to plug my own article, but I'm going to. I just wrote an article, if you want to check it out, about the six teams in contention right now. It's split up by five points, if you don't include Leicester, to try to get that top four spot with, with City out of contention for a Champions League spot. Who's going to get it? Boys, I want to hear your opinions. Who's making the top four, and who's going to play Champions League football <laughs> next year? Yeah, so is it top four or top five? What are we doing? I think we should go with top five. It's top for, five. For now, we should assume that City's being ruled out for just, next Just season. assume that position five on the table is position four. <laughs> I okay. want to talk about my Everton theory, but that's heavily biased. 
It's a boy. Okay, so Phil, you want to start us off with the top five? Top five. Really, okay, Everton are at 11th, but five points is not that bad, especially being like this, there's like what, 10 games left, right? They could make a push. Ancelotti's doing wonderful things with this club, right? They were in 18th probably three times throughout the season, and at one point I think so far they reached like eight or nine. That's not even that far from fifth, right? So the emergence of Richarlison, and then you have Calvert-Lewin, it's just what he's doing with the club is absolutely fantastic, and I think they can definitely make a late run push. So that's your fifth? That's my fifth. Um, I would agree with you until I look at their, their schedule. Yeah, upcoming yeah. pictures. The they next play game, Chelsea. Chelsea next. away. Four out of their five Liverpool are not home. pretty. Norwich away, who seems to clutch up against bigger teams. I don't know if you would consider Everton that caliber, but uh, I wouldn't, you know, throw away Norwich like that. I wouldn't write them off. Definitely. And after that, they have Leicester home, Tottenham away, and they finish up with Southampton and Wolves, yeah. which I think is a little tough. I think other clubs in contention have it a lot easier. I could see. I could see points only coming out of two of those games, and that's why, like, not even one. Not even one point from any of those games. It depends, yo. Chelsea, no offense, Kyle. They're, they've been in a slightly tough stretch, a couple of key injuries here and there. Also the same with Tottenham. They could also pull that out. It's a matter of how bad they want it. But that's also another thing. Say you're playing a team like Chelsea who's also, like, here's another thing. All these teams are going for the same thing. Like, yeah, all exactly. of these teams that Everton's playing, mm-hmm. you know, and all I can see really is, like, 1-1, one, 2-2 one, two, two draw. Mm-hmm. And really... Like, that's just kind of a waste of a game because you guys aren't furthering yourselves any more than you were before. Um, obviously, I don't want Everton in Champions League football, but I don't I don't think they're going to get it done just because the cons- – I don't think they're consistently going to get three points over this span. It's tough it's also, a, yeah. If you, their, be if you look at their past five fixtures, two draws as well. Right. Yeah. Um, but then – so besides Everton – your top yeah. five. Yeah, so well, besides my non-biased so That's pick. fifth. Okay, yeah. like, who do you think is going to finish above them? Above them? Uh, let's see. Liverpool and City, knock on wood. I think they're locks, right? Well, well City and Cal. Yeah, right. I understand. So oh, so it's your top five. Liverpool, City, one and two. Yeah. Easy. Um, I would go as far as to say Leicester is probably going to Leicester's probably going to be up there, too. When we get to me, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to disagree, but oh, yeah. go on. Continue. If I get rid of my Everton bias, I think Chelsea can still pull out fourth. If they, you know, if Lampard decides he wants to actually put a good team out there, mm-hmm. all right, we'll just go with everyone's sleeper pick, Sheffield United. They're a tough team. I don't really know that much about them, but I've watched some few games here and there, especially against City. They put up a wonderful performance. We got points. We got lucky with a late goal. Five. That's about it. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna lay down. All right. Um, so obviously, yeah, Liverpool is through. City does not count. I do think Leicester will hold their place. Like, currently they're five points clear of Chelsea, which is, I mean, it's, <coughs> I actually thought it was more. So, yeah, five points clear of Chelsea, and they just have that quality that they've had all season. I know that the, uh, they've had a bad run of results, like two losses, two draws, and, you know, they got a win five games ago. But the, the schedule. The, the schedule, to, to, them. to look at it, yeah. But, but I mean, their past schedule in the past five games, it's, been, it's not been the easiest. Right, yeah. right, and I think they're going to keep up. So I definitely think Leicester, if they don't get third, it's going to be fourth. Like, they're not going to drop out of that top five. I, I just don't think so. Um, even team. as a Chelsea fan, I would say right now we are not set to get top four, or top five. Just <coughs> by the injuries that we have, like, it's really Lampard with with what he has, he's doing, he's doing a great job. Like, 
there's there are several key players out fresh right now. Hudson Odoi, Pulisic. We don't have a solid striker that can can score goals. Marcus Alonso has scored the most goals for Chelsea in 2020. I mean, yeah. it's kind of it's pitiful. So, with that being said, I, I think that behind Leicester and third is going to be Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton's going to come up. They're going to get fourth. Um, Gritty team. Uh, their schedule is very it, it it's what they want it basically I think there's one team that will be considered a top six side even though they're not it's Arsenal but like <laughs> that is it every other team is mid table or you know bottom of the table so I think Wolverhampton is going to come in at fourth and fifth is honestly a toss up I think fifth is what people everyone's going to compete for and if 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 it's not Chelsea I think Mourinho can definitely stick it out and it, it would be Tottenham so I think it would be Liverpool 1, City 2, I guess. Leicester 3. I think Wolves are going to finish 4th. And it's between Tottenham and Chelsea for 5th. But I might go with Tottenham, the way things are going. If United if United win the Derby this week, they might have a good shot. Their schedule is just very tough. I mean, the next two week games are City and Tottenham. I mean, mm. I guess Tottenham's not exactly a strong side anymore, people, as people would say. But uh, I don't think they're going to pick up 3 points against City and then... Tottenham's it's not gonna yeah, be easy. That's what I'm so. saying. Fair, fair. Fair enough. I like it. Um, as for my top five, I would like to start with the assumption that the current top three are gonna finish in the top three. I think Liverpool's gonna be on top, obviously. I think City's gonna finish in second, and I think Leicester is going to although they've lost momentum recently, I think they're gonna pull through in the end. Their next three fixtures are against Aston Villa, Watford, and Brighton. I don't think they have it too tough, and their last few have been tougher than normal or tougher than they should have been. And so I think they're really going to try to bounce back, and they're going to finish up strong. Uh, other than that, this one's really tough for me. The, compared to last seasons, it's been so, so close. Like, you have Manchester United in fifth place who have been gaining momentum gradually. They were so much lower in the table only a couple few weeks ago, and now it seems like they're gathering it and almost swinging into a better form than Chelsea. Like you said, Chelsea, like, they have a lack of identity right now. They have Marcus Alonso scoring goals left, right, and center for no reason. Like, they, they aren't in shambles. They're in fourth place, but they're only a game ahead of United and also a game ahead of Wolves. Exactly. Um, Agreed. It would be a literal, little liberal of a guess, but I would think that Manchester United might find a way to creep into that top four. I think it's going to be a three-horse race between Chelsea, United, and Wolves. I don't think Tottenham are going to tail off at the end of the season well. I like Sheffield. I'd like to back them, but I don't think they have that same firepower as those three clubs above them. And Arsenal, <laughs> as much as I want to love them, I don't think we're going to see ourselves finish any higher than... Seventh place this season, so that's all I'll say. I'll say Liverpool, City, Leicester, United, and then I'll go Chelsea in fifth. Maybe Wolves one or two points behind Chelsea. Fair respect. Okay, I appreciate that. So for my list, I'm gonna highlight um, momentum in a big way here. I think it's it's gonna be very important for uh, the next ten game for the last ten games. Now. I don't think I think Leicester are gonna I think they're gonna drop out I think they're gonna fall out. Okay. Um, out of the top five or out of the third. Out of the top five. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think I think United are on a great run. I think they'll beat City at home this weekend. So I'm putting Liverpool, City, United in third. United. In third. I think Chelsea are gonna drop to fifth, and Wolves are gonna slide into fourth. I also think Tottenham, they're gonna finish eighth, Sheffield in seventh. So it's going to go Liverpool City. You think Leicester's going to slide that much? I think they're going to slide that much. Boom, boom. Um, 
It's going to go left. It's literally only a loss and a draw, and everyone else consistently winning. Like, I can see that in the last 10 games from Leicester, yeah. based on the run that they're on. Even though they're playing a team like Villa, like, is this at Villa? Um, if this is at Villa... City only one two one the week. This is at home. Um, but the Watford's away. Right, City only won two one this weekend, which we'll get to later. But Liverpool, City, United slide into third. Into third, Wolves go into fourth. Um, Chelsea in fifth, so they still get that spot. And then I think people undermine Leicester because this match week they could get into the top five with a win. They're still a game in hand when this reschedules. I think they're they're literally I think they're playing Norwich, last place Norwich. Now they can secure three points there. They literally slide right into fifth by a point, mm-hmm. you know, with yeah. even games. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't I don't think they'll stay consistent for the rest of the season. And I think Spurs are just they're just not looking good. They're not looking mm-hmm. themselves, and um, you know, a lot of injuries unfortunately. So I put them in eighth. So Liverpool City. United, Wolves, Chelsea, uh, Sheffield United, Spurs. And who knows where Everton will be. I think Everton will finish above Arsenal, too. What's that up, puts baby? us down to what? Ninth, at least? What's up, baby? That's interesting. Uh, yeah. It's a shameful season. It's just really hard to predict. Cause it like, really is. Uh, like Keegan said, there's still, still 30 points up like to play, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. A team like Burnley could literally win next, what, eight out of the ten games and finish, who knows, in fourth, you know? And, we, you know, it's hard you to make predictions know. because you never know, like, where a team's going to be based on, like, what everyone else's performances are going to be. Because, yeah. like, Sheffield could keep winning games, you know, but if United and Wolves keep doing that too, then they're going to, you know, they're going to keep doing that. It's all about who, who stays the most consistent in these last couple games. Um, but as of now, in these, like, top eight, this top eight, Sheffield look the most promising in the position that they're in, you know? So um, that's the top five for, from us. Now we're going to do a little quick summary of this Sunday, the first domestic cup handed out to Manchester City, who What's beat up, Aston Villa 2-1. We may have got a little lucky. I ain't going to lie. So one of the corners, it did go off Gundogan and not Grealish, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we'll take it where we get it. Phil Foden... Uh, him getting man of the match was just a light of things to come, being David Silva's replacement yes, uh, next year. It'll be absolutely wonderful. He had an assist, created opportunities. It was very fun to watch. Uh, I wouldn't say well-deserved win, but, you know, we take him where we get him. Uh, we were definitely the favorites going into it, but they put up a good fight. Aston Villa did. Claudio Bravo made a nice save in the 80th minute. John Stones did fall, leading to their one goal, but he did make up for it with a clearance on that save as well. So that was nice. I mean, you look at the stats, you know. it's. I mean... In football, I don't I don't like to look at possession stats, obviously, because you know Liverpool could have eighty percent of the possession and only beat Norwich one 0 Yeah, it's the way it's the way City you know, plays. Pep likes playing yeah, at the right, back. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So City had seventy percent of the ball uh, of the time and it's registered twenty two shots to their five. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's all about you know um, who's the most opportunistic, and I think it was unfortunate that they hit chances. they hit the post there towards the end. Yeah. Their center back, I think he was Engels. Um, yeah, Bravo saved it and like hit the post. Right, and Stones cleared it. But can we talk about that goal that they conceded? John Stones, his legs literally just give out. He fell over. Um, it was pretty. I was listening to the two Robbies podcasts, okay. you know, from NBCSN, mm-hmm. and they just talk about how it just looks like he's in his own head. 
out there, and I I sort of see it. I think you it's know, confidence issues. It yeah. is, and I think he just kind of looks around. And he says, "Oh, I'm making all these mistakes. Blah blah blah. Like I'm messing up. What are, what are my teammates and the supporters going to think of me and stuff like that?" Yeah, yeah but Pep, Pep has confidence in him. He also doesn't play that often, so it's, he's definitely rusty. You and know? he also like who's his replacement? I think he's developing yeah. a steady Mustafi syndrome, as I like to call it. Where yeah. As a defender, you think more about how many mistakes you can avoid making rather than how well you can play. Mm-hmm. Like, let mm-hmm. me just try to get through this game without fucking up and without uh, ruining the game for my team. Yeah. I think that's what he's doing. That's and a system centered around just, like, composure. You know, that's just something you don't want. You can see just how quickly a team can capitalize on a mistake like that, you know. Um, I trust he'll find his way. He's been also very vital in the other titles, so. But, yeah, a great header finish. Great header finish into the left corner. Um a great, a great play uh, for Aguero's goal, too. Mm-hmm. Who was it? I think it was Foden. That was a great first touch, and he kind of just... I think it was a pass by Rodri, right. right over to Foden, headed that was one of the That was one of the like nicest first touches I've ever seen. Kind of, nice. It's like coming across his, his, his left shoulder, mm-hmm. and he's a lefty, and he kind of takes it down with his left and kind of brings it, like cuts it back on the first touch perfectly, just so we can set it up for the little you know chip cross to Aguero, who... Gets gets a fortunate you know deflection off a defender. It goes right into the left corner. But you know City lift their first and third consecutive Yay. first title of the season. The fourth in five years. Thank their you. fourth in five years. Um, Pep continues to consistently win silverware. Um, Phil Foden is only one trophy shy of tying Steven Gerrard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of look at that. Kevin we don't look. We don't look at the. Qu- we don't look at the quality of. We the love trophies. those stats. <laughs> um, last Thursday, uh, Arsenal Olympiacos. We, we've given you enough time. It's time at, to speak. At the Emirates, you've had your time of grief, uh-huh. and it, now it's time for some analysis. <laughs> well, not enough, but I'll start by saying I can only be so upset. The worst thing in the world to see is your captain on the ground crying after the match. About me, been there, been there. But it's his fault. Here, we'll start off from the beginning. Uh, we should have shut down the game sooner. Uh, Papa Aduciste scored in the 53rd minute. Uh, literally, we did nothing to control the game. We let them play their game, and they, you know, they proved their worth. Their issues in the, the air are just mm-hmm. incredibly bad. They found the holes in our system, and they took advantage of them. Like there's nothing we could have done. They just had that. so much trouble with that. You know, it's crazy to see. And um, you know, obviously at the end there, you had a chance to win it. The Bamiyang and. What I'll say, I don't know. Were you watching the game? I was. That about me and bicycle kick in the 100 great goal. minute had me shaking. Cares, but absolutely erased by the four yard miss mm-hmm. at the end. It's just so shameful to see because when about me scored the goal, you could tell how much it all meant to him to captain the club, to finally be on top of things, to give us a light, uh, a glimmer of hope, and then for it to all be just shut down in the 120th minute by Yusuf El Arabi. <laughs> 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 and, you know. Just to top it all off, icing on the cake for about being to lose all of his confidence and completely negate what he did seven minutes earlier by missing that shot. It just it killed him. It killed all the fans. You could tell. It's just it was sad through and through. And yeah. there's not much I want to say about it. That's all there was to it. I guess we look forward. Uh, you know, try to finish in the top half of the Premier League. <laughs> top half, right? Uh, but yeah, it was what it was. So yeah. in a game like that, like everyone's probably putting the ba- uh, blame like on Aubameyang, mm-hmm. but as like an Arsenal side. You would probably want to go into that game. What's the second leg? Like, yeah. um, what was the first leg? What was one nil Arsenal? Arsenal? Yeah. Right. So you, you want to go into that second leg, first half, show them that there is no hope. Yeah. Like, 
I agree. Show them the show them Piakos that give them nothing. Do not make the game more emotional than it should be. Right. Like just put it away early. I mean, there's ten other guys on the field that like could have done that, and then like unfortunately, no one could capitalize. Mm-hmm. So it literally took all that time and it led up to one person. It led up to one person that 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 screwed up, you know, and that that that's what sucks. I agree. Apart from the outlier of uh, like the Arsenal Everton game where all five of those goals happened in the first half. I think Arteta's trend has been pushing the team to do more and press and score all the goals in the second half. And like you said, that is the wrong philosophy for a game like this. If you're going on a two-leg aggregate game, first half, you need to show them there's no hope, shut it down, get a goal in or two, and, you know, not park the bus, but, you know, (laughs) work from there. Put it away is what you want to do. I I hate to get down to my manager and say the tactics weren't there, but you can tell something was wrong, obviously. Like, uh, Arteta is... he's, He's... a great coach, you know. I'm I'm sure the system will be there soon. We miss him dearly. You know, sometimes, you know, it's like this in every sport. You know, like every they sports. only they. It's like they they only blame the coach for stuff like this. But sometimes, when you have a system like that, you need the players that can fulfill the duties that you need to get the most out of it. Um, so yeah, that was just very disappointing to see again. I really thought, I really thought they were gonna put it away. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, moving on. Tomorrow afternoon, today there are uh, Arsenal is in the FA Cup. Arsenal's up one nothing. Portsmooth one nil at halftime. Um, tomorrow at Stamford Bridge. Socrates. Socrates. Stoppage time of the first half. Mm-hmm. Liverpool travel to Stamford Bridge for the FA Cup fifth round matchup That's against Stanford. Chelsea. That's key. That's key. Um, earlier in my pre-match article that I wrote. I went through potential lineups that they that they could put out there. Now, I also said that Chelsea could either run a three four three like they always do, or they could play Liverpool in the way that would shut them down, like Atletico, in a possible four four one one or four four two. Now, when I was making the lineup, the four four two would have been perfect for them, but I just didn't know if they had the the these tools to you know fill those those slots. So obviously, like, you know, and I obviously think that, you know, Lampard is going to, he's going to commit more to this competition than Liverpool are, I think. You know, I think he's going to put a team out there that he usually would on a Premier League day, if he can, maybe one or two switches. And I think Liverpool are obviously going to do, like, their little half and half, you know, like their, like half their subs and half their starters. So I had Adrian and Gold, Trent on the right, Milner on the left. Thank God we need one of those guys out there. Um, I'm going to swing back around to this uh, after I go through the lineup, but uh, Joel Matip in the middle. I need to talk about him in a minute. Joe Gomez, who's back now, unfortunately, one game too late. Uh, Curtis Jones, extremely promising in my opinion. I I love him. Fabinho, Keita, Salah, Origi, and Oxlade Chamberlain at the left wing. Now, Kyle, if you had a proposed lineup for Chelsea, who would you put out there? Uh, I definitely think, I think, I think Lampard's gonna bring Kepa back in goal for this game, mm-hmm. just because uh, he didn't want to bring him back for the Bayern game because that. Did he play against Bournemouth? He did not. It was Caballero. Okay, that's so true. Kepa has not made a start for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Which is concerning, but. Two nil um, Arsenal. Two nil Arsenal. Enkedia. So live I update. I definitely think that that Kepa is gonna go back in goal. For the center back situation, I think it's going to be Tamori, Tamori Christensen, and 
Probably, probably Rudiger. I, I think he's probably gonna give Aspilicueta a break. Out at right back or right. I think we're sorry. We're gonna go with the three four three. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think we're gonna go with the three back to try to perfect that system. And I think we're gonna play Marcus Alonso, left wing back, the, the top goal scorer. Uh, right wing back is gonna be <laughs> Rice James. Yeah. And in the midfield, I think is where we're gonna change things up. I think it's gonna be Kovacic, partnered by. His name's Billy Gilmore. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Yeah, I have. He, he's very young. <coughs> he just got promoted like to the first team, like officially like got promoted. I think Lampard's going to play in this game, especially if uh, Liverpool play a, a young lineup like like he was or not young, but why a, don't you think why wouldn't you think that he would just like pounce on that opportunity, you know? Like in in a competition where it seems like this is first priority, you know, like, try to win the FA Cup, and then second, try to stay as consistent as you can to get top four. Like, why wouldn't he just put all the starters out there? Like, he, he, he definitely knows 100% that Klopp is not going to put... Yeah. Like, he's made, the, he's made it evident, like, obviously in the Carabao when he played all teenagers and he didn't even show up to the Villa game. And, when, and for the... Like, he's, he's, he's not prioritizing the domestic cups as much as other teams would. So he's going to do, like, half and half, and I feel well, like, like the, the whole world knows it. Bounce. The whole world knows it. That midweek Tuesday, when you had a game on Saturday and you have another one on next Saturday, that midweek Tuesday, you're not going to play your whole team. You know, I feel like, because I, I, I had changes, but I still had first-team experienced players. So for me, 3-4-3, I did have Caballero, but I didn't, I didn't re, uh, realize that Kepa hadn't played in that long. So that, I'd probably switch it there. Zuma, Tamori, Aspilicueta. I think he's going to make some changes in the back line there, too, just to give some people some rest, but still have... Decent people in there that could possibly get a job done. Kovacic, Barkley, so make another change in the midfield. Alonzo, Reese James, William, right wing, Mount, left wing, and then Drew up top. Yeah, I agree with some aspects of that, especially with the attack. I definitely think it's going to be William, Drew, and and Mount. But in the middle, like Kovacic and Barkley will not do a job together. Mm-hmm. Number one, all of our midfielders are either out with. Injury or, sus- or suspended. Well, Jor- Jorginho is suspended. No, he can play the FA Cup game, and then he can serve a suspension three game, the next three Prem games. Really? So I don't think that Lampard's going to do that. I Damn. don't think Lampard's going to play Jorginho. So if Jorginho so. doesn't play, does this count as one game of suspension? Or yes, does, okay. it, it does. I so, yeah. It does. I do not think, because right now, I would say he's definitely going to prioritize this competition, but n- not as much as he's going to prioritize uh, the Premier League. Like he's, he, if he can get Jorginho in one more Premier League game, he's going to do it. So for that reason, I think he's going to play Billy Gilmore. And Billy Gilmore is not super weak. It's not like he's going to be like a weak link. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to come to the side, and I think he's going to do a job. But he's definitely going to have most of the first team in, but he's going to switch yeah, some of the players out, just like any FA Cup team would do, uh, apart from the final, probably. So mm-hmm. I, that's just the lineup I think he's going to go with. Right. And um, what what did Arsenal send out there today, right now? Uh, shall we look it up? <laughs> we should look it we up. We went straight into the podcast after I got back home today, so right. I've not been watching the game. Let me pull it up real quick. So while he's pulling it up, I'm just going to go into um, how I'm going to be, just with the podcast schedule in general. So for strictly Premier League weeks, where there's not a midweek Champions League game, or Domestic Cup, I guess... Pablo Mari played today. We are going to record on Mondays. Mondays or Tuesdays. If there's a Monday Premier League game, we'll record on Tuesdays. But if there's only Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday matches, we'll record on Monday. And then if there are Champions League games Tuesday and Wednesday, then we will record on Thursday. And these will all come out in that night. 
So that just wanted to clear every, uh, clear that up with everybody. And uh, let's, let's see what Arsenal sent out there today against Portsmouth. All right, so as per usual, when we're not playing in the Premier League, we have Emiliano Martinez, <laughs> the club legend and goal. Uh, Socrates actually is at it right back, which is interesting, although interesting. he got the goal. He has been fit, but not on Arteta's best side for the, you know, best of the last few weeks, so he hasn't been showing much in the Premier League. But uh, I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he scored a goal. I didn't get to see it. I think you might have pulled it up, Philly. It was, it was so there was a cro- there was a corner, and then on the, the, on the rebound, yeah. uh, someone crossed it back in. Yeah. Back he's, to been a, he's such a likable guy. He's a great leader. I think if he had more technical ability and he was a better passer of the ball, Arteta would have him out there week in, week out. In the he really is playing right back. This uh, is crazy. He is. Dav Luiz and Pablo Mari, I'm very interested to see how they pair up together because I haven't actually got to see Pablo Mari play in action before. So I looked it up. So, so this last past weekend, it was Arsenal signing like with the Premier League 2 or whatever it's called, like the under-23s because mm-hmm. Sané is on rehab, so he played with that team. And then also Pablo Mari did play in that game as well. Okay. So I guess that's what they've been doing to just get him used to English-style play. Mm-hmm. Uh, as per usual, Bukayo Saka at left back. In love with that. I love to see him you know, get game time no matter where it is. Uh, Lucas Torreira and Guendouzi as DMs. Uh, granted, Jaka has been getting so much game time in the Premier League that although I think he would be fit for a match like this, it's good that he's letting Guendouzi play because Arteta has been holding Guendouzi back in a way. I don't think he fits in the system the way he wants him to. Sometimes Guendouzi, as talented as he is, will get so in his head and so just energetic and wanting to do things that mm-hmm. Running up the field with the ball, he'll lose it. Yeah, I've and, noticed that. Well, counterattack and score. I think he just he wants to do so much, and he needs to learn how to control himself. Torreira got in. This is definitely a good environment for that. Torreira got uh, injured in the 16th minute, by the way. So Ceballos got subbed on. Ceballos on. Mm-hmm. Damn. Ceballos on loan from Madrid. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I very much hope we get him back in the summer. He's a great player for us. He's got this special ability: take the ball out in the back, dribble his way up. He's such a wiry, slimy kind of player where like you cannot take the ball off. I mean, he can just wiggle his way up the field, turn the defense into an attack, and... Damn. I love it. Uh, Descriptive. <laughs> Descriptive. It's really got in there. Slimy, slimy. slimy. Yeah. Dude, they're true. You watch him play, man. You can't take the ball off. He'll run around in circles before he does the skill move, but he won't lose the ball. I can say the same about Thiago. Yeah, but we can talk about that, like that for the Champions League episode. Mm-hmm. Top four, all youngsters. We have Reese Nelson on the right wing, Martinelli on the left, uh, Joe Willick in the middle, obviously, at number 10, and, and Katia, who actually scored a goal today, yes. which I'm super excited about. Good to see all these guys perform. I think Lacazette just needs a break to clear his headspace, and this is, was not the game for him to regain John his confidence. Stones I don't think a goal versus you know, <laughs> Portsmouth would have done much for him. So should be interesting goodbye. who goes through the next round. Because there's a lot of top teams still in it. Yeah. Um, obviously, only one of the top teams is going to come out of tomorrow's game, Liverpool-Chelsea. But as of now, if they don't you know, screw up, uh, Arsenal are going through. Liverpool or Chelsea, that's two. Uh, Leicester, most likely beating Birmingham. Tottenham, most likely beating Norwich. City, most likely beating Sheffield Wednesday. Most and likely. And you, most likely beating Derby County. So that's seven. I want to see Rooney, Rooney score. That's seven of the top clubs in the league, and that makes me think that the quarterfinals... If everything goes like it should, or as it's expected, it should be a really exciting next round. Um, but yeah, so half. So is there only there's only um, one FA Cup game. The rest are, or there's three tomorrow, and then three, three the next day. Three on Wednesday, and then United on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so weird schedule. Um, but we are flying through these topics. So I went ahead and made another one. I want to know what everyone's thoughts are on Player of the Year, PFA Player of the Year for the Premier League. 
I like and, that. and why? I like that. So it's really hard to predict now, especially with 30 points left to play. This could, I mean, if Vardy turns it back on and secures yeah. Le- or Leicester that third place, maybe even second, overtaking City. Yeah. That it could it could very well change. Because he's at a dangerous pace right now. Uh, he exactly. was. Exactly. Does anyone have any like pressing? Do you, Kevin, do you have any pressing arguments of one player specifically? See, like. It's probably between two, like for me. You know, I, I like to consider other things than just numbers. You know, if it's strictly numbers, then it'd be like Mane oh. or probably Trent. Um, but then you look from like kind of a storyline or a, uh, like a situational perspective, yeah. then I'd definitely go Jordan Henderson. But it's really hard. I was going to say, there are rumors that Jordan Henderson is It's It's really him. hard to uh, kind of determine... You know, that kind of thing, because I don't know what they judge it on. You know, but I think it's like, you think about Liverpool winning their first ever Premier League title, you know, in the Premier League era, you know, and Henderson was there throughout, you know, two different teams. He was there through the whole evolution all the way up to this point, making yeah. it as a top club, you know, and you, ju- you see from Watford, like, you can't discount that that was definitely part of, that was definitely some of the reason. You know, like, you could see his impact was missed. Um, but so far this season in the Premier League, Trent has 12 assists and two goals, which is absurd for, an out, for a fullback. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, I don't know. So, I think it would be Jordan Henderson for Player of the Year, and then they'd give Young Player of the Year to Trent again yeah. for see, that. There would be a case for a player like Jimmy Vardy at 33 years old putting in 17 goals. Right. And, and know, kind of securing seven. a top three spot for but, Leicester. Like, with a season as historic as this one is for Liverpool, how could it not be a Liverpool player? Right. It's the player of the year. I agree. It has to be a Liverpool player. So, with that being said, I mean, do you, like, you cannot rule Mohamed Salah out of this race. I know he, his numbers are. He, in, in Europe's top five leagues, from goals and assists together, there, he is in second only behind the great Leo Messi. And I think that's just astonishing because... You know, you kind of look, I feel like people, Liverpool fans, start supporters start to underappreciate Mo, including, including me in, in, a, in a way. Yeah. You know, you kind of think, oh, he's having a bad season just because it's not up to the standard of when he set the Premier League record his first season. You know, that was crazy. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen for a while from him again. But he just remains so consistent, you know. And, but I don't, I, I don't think he's, he's in this discussion so, really. If you were to put out a top three for Liverpool players that you think would deserve this, who would you want to be? You have Trent, you have Henderson, would you maybe stick Mane in there? It's going to be I think, Nike. I think, Nike. I think, no. Mm. You won it last year, right? I th- yeah. I think it would be, I think Allison's numbers from this year and the, you know, there was a stat like two weeks ago that said he had more clean sheets than goals conceded, <laughs> you know, since, it was either this season or since he came to the club. I think it was since he came to the club, which is just, Absurd, yeah. Un unreal, you know. So I think my top three would be, you know, I think Mane slowed down a little bit, you know, in the past, you know, two months compared to what he was at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. in terms of numbers and goals and assists. So I think I'd put Allison at three and then Trent at two and then Henderson at one. You know, it'd kind of be, it'd kind of cap off this whole journey that Jordan Henderson's gone on, you know, at this club with that award and you know. 
a Premier League trophy. You know, nothing's over until it's over. You know, I'll yeah. say that every week, no matter how far in front we are. Yeah. You know, it was, those thoughts were starting to sneak into my mind the, pa- the past few weeks. <laughs> and then we lost to Watford. I was like, okay, any like I'm not thinking like this anymore. Like, and I was gonna start knocking on wood every time he says the name Liverpool. Is is there a case for a non-Liverpool player? To I think so. Besides Jamie Vardy. Like Kevin De Bruyne is going to be in this in the conversation every single year, I no matter how bad City do. Uh, yeah. You know he, he does. He has sixteen assists through twenty seven games. I will say this: after Hazard left, um, Kevin De Bruyne is talent wise. You know, just as a player, he is the best player in the Premier League, far none, skill wise. Like I haven't. Yeah. He made, like he's a top player in the world. You know, I'm surprised. Was he in the top ten for the the world rankings this year for UEFA? Let's, well, he, let's hope so. There's, there's no way he was not. Uh, um, cause he's, uh, he's been injured. He was injured last year. He was injured, year. so... But I but don't fair, think fair. so. He wasn't in the team of the year either, was he? Or was he? Mm, uh, I, I, I know Bernardo... I think Bernardo was in there. He was, wasn't he? So there was five Liverpool players in that team. It was Trent, uh, Ali, Van Dijk, Moe, and Sadio. Uh, the runner was in the team of the year. So I, I don't know why. He was injured for so long, and I don't know. Ah, I don't. I don't think I'll get part of the year. But I think numbers are too influential on this discussion. I, you know, he he has like what 17, 18 assists. It's 16, 16, 16. assists through twenty seven games. He also has eight yeah. goals to throw in there as well. He's about to break so, the record. That's a, a record break. Let's take it easy. <coughs> What's the record? We we saw it earlier. Thierry Henry, right? Thierry Henry has twenty. Twenty. Oh, mm. still got, still if, if he can games. Games, 11 games, 11 games they have, for City. They have 11. 11 for uh, City. match against Arsenal got canceled this Yeah, I'll probably cap it off in the next game against Arsenal. <laughs> 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 first. I mean, if I'll be completely honest, but yeah, there I, can't not be a case for someone like De Bruyne. I mean, like, a record-breaking season? I mean, Salah, did Salah win uh, player of the year last year? Van Dijk. Van Dijk won. Salah Van Dijk and then Salah won the year before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Fairly. I so it's only right that the City player wins when Liverpool wins at all, yeah. You know, I... You start to talk about, you know, like, I see, like, on Twitter from not just City fans, but, like, like players like Sterling and stuff in interviews, how, like, they think that City's underappreciated, and in a way, like, yeah, but I think they say, like, yeah, we won the Premier League, like, two years in a row, and then Liverpool goes and does this, and then they get all the, like, they, they get all this credit, you know? I think it's just, like, City definitely got credit for that 100-point season. Yeah. They definitely got credit for it, you know, I was... When after that season ended, I was like, "Wow!" I just watched one of the greatest football teams I've ever seen. You know, it was so close. It was neck and neck. They had to win the uh, for the other season when they won ninety eight to ninety seven. Yeah, last cool. year that was crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, and I don't think they're underappreciated. I just think with awards like Player of the Year, you, you start you like kind of look in terms of who is in it. Like last year, how can you not? Give it to Van to Van Dyke. Yeah, he finished right. third in Ballon d'Or as well. Right? He finished third? second. Second, sorry. Yeah. By literally 0.7 percent or something. Yeah. Remember that? It was like seven votes. And then the year before that, Mo literally his first season in the Prem. Everyone knows how hard that is to break out in the Premier League. You know, after coming from a different country, and then to go and just break Ronaldo slash Suarez slash I think Shearer. They all had a three-way tie for that record. To go and do that yeah. on the last day. Um, was just phenomenal, you know. So like you have to, you have to give the, the awards to those people. Like I don't think like it's. I think it's annoying because, you know, De Bruyne is always consistently above the standard of everyone else. But then when something new and like something new comes in like that, and you know, a, 
not, not a breath of fresh air, but something you just haven't seen before, like, that isn't the norm. You know, Kevin DeBruyne averaging 15 assists a year, you know, is not going to get recognized as much as something like a new player coming in and doing, doing that, which is unfortunate. It's just because that's the standard he's held to. You know, it's like right. people talk about, like, LeBron. It's like Leo Messi scores 80 goals in a year. You know, you're going to think, okay. But if someone else does, like, surpasses that standard, they're going to be like, whoa. He's, on, he's doing messy level things. Yeah, like LeBron can average 30 points every season. Everyone will be like, whatever. Yeah. But like if Luka Doncic like averages 30 in his first season, people will be like, oh. Ooh. Right. You know? It's, it's like that in every sport. You it's know? like other players are held to a different state, a higher standard than others. Like, mm. How many goals cool did he score saw that year? In all comps, it was 40-something. But I think the record the record was 33, which... It's 30, it, 31. 31. You know what's crazy, too? 32. 30, 32. You know what's crazy, too? Suarez tied that record, and he got the year before he bit Ivanovic, so he got suspended for the first seven. So he, he literally only played 31 wow. games and scored 31 goals. Wow. He, got suspe- he was suspended for the first seven and, and tied the record. Insane. So, yeah. So, the, yeah, it's... I wonder if those seven games, like, charged him up to want to score those 31 goals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just that whole anger came out like that. <laughs> He's probably staying at Barca for the rest of his career. It seems like he also has that clause that says if he appears in a in a certain amount of games, then he he gets like a a one year extension because of it. Like sixty percent of the matches, you know. Wow. For the, uh, yeah. I knew that. You know, Neymar's coming back. You know what I'm saying? So they. That's a really nice. that's a really high fee. Um, yeah. yeah. I saw the Messi quote earlier today. I'm talking about Neymar, hoping that he was back, saying I the. Direct quote that they could only win the Champions League together and that he should come back. Oh, really? Which is a big deal. It's very adorable. I would, it's very cute. Right? Very cute. Nice little bromance going on. I don't know how Suarez feels about that. I think, no, I think he would like that too. I would love to see it. You know, I, like. Just, you, just throw Greasewood in the midfield. Hey, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this next week when I'm on spring break uh, with my friend Nick. But um, El Clasico yesterday, you know, I don't want to go too much into it because I want to save it for next week, but. You know, it just seems like Barca are not in a good spot. No. You know? Like, last year... They're in a wreck mentally. Last year, all the way up until, you know, maybe the comeback, they were arguably the best club on the planet, you mm-hmm. know? And City and Liverpool were just, like, right there. But it was like, come on, it's Barca. They can't pass Barca, you know? But now this year, it's like, are they even the best team in the Liga? You know? They're not at the top of the table anymore. The issue is Messi's playing through injury. Something's just not clicking. You know, nowadays, it's like on weekends, you, you see you see like Griezmann trending on Twitter, and not really much about Messi. Yeah, yeah. I think that was an awful purchase, in my opinion. Griezmann. You know, it's just like that's not, not that's not what the system needed. Yeah. And personally, I think they've done a horrendous job in trying to keep this, you know, era of Barcelona dominance going because, you know, they. They they seem to all they need to have a foundation. They just seem like they they keep trying to build around Messi, but it doesn't really like that'll work for a time. But you know he's gonna grow out of football, and you know you have to have somebody that you can bring in to be that next person. You know they don't really have the young talent right now that they can build around for the next generation. Yeah. You know. Definitely. So, uh, so, compared yeah. to English, like English clubs, I would say if you're comparing them to that, like English clubs have definitely have the talent that it's like. Right. Going to come up in the next couple of years and overtake teams like Barcelona. Right. So I, I definitely, yeah, I, like, I definitely agree with that. Like every year, you see a new club get like a new young star. Like, you know, Reese James, Mason Mount, um, 
who United James, what's his name? Daniel, Daniel James. 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 Mason Greenwood. Phil Foden. You got Cal Mason Greenwood. Chelsea. Right. Ruben Loftus Sheik. Reese yeah. James. Obviously Trent Curtis Jones. I Wait. think will be there at some point. Curtis Tammy Jones. Abraham. You know, there's just a number. You know, Martinelli. Yeah. There's just so many. You know, you don't you don't really you don't really see that. Yeah, most of these teams have like a core of young talent that's all coming up together. I think Barcelona. They're limited to like I don't know players like Ansu Fati. They're not. They don't have an entire core of like multiple players right. that can build their team around. They're kind of just hoping for wonder kids like yeah. Ansu, you know. And now, like talking about that, I'm just gonna completely segue. It doesn't slam as yeah. It's nice and quiet the door Ooh, up here, yeah. so maybe we should switch. <laughs> um, no, yeah. If I if I got got through the whole podcast and didn't talk about it, I'd I'd be upset with myself. So I'm gonna swing back around back to Watford. Okay. Um, you know, I, I analyzed that whole game. I watched it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, all the way all the way through again. And I start to talk about, like, I start to think about why not Joel Matip instead of Lovren, you know? Joel, I saw, I saw a static screenshot, and I'll bring it up. It was, um, here it is. I do not know much about Joel Matip. I don't know. <laughs> Joel Matip. Shut out Lewandowski and company without Virgil van Dijk at Anfield last year. Shut out Barcelona at Anfield. Shut out Spurs in a Champions League final. Since the start of 2018-19, he's conceded 16 goals in 24 games, which equals .67 goals per game. Lovren's conceded 20 in 19. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he was directly responsible for like two 20 and 19. One, that's 1.1 goals a game. <clears throat> And I just want to, he was healthy. He was completely healthy. He was coming back from injury, but he was healthy. You know, and I start to think, like, why Jurgen doesn't choose Joel. Because he was the number one before he got injured. I think it was the beginning of the year. But we started out the season, Joel and Virgil were the one and two. That was, that's what, that's how he ended the last season, too. It was always them two. They get injured. Joe Gomez starts instead. He starts to develop his reputation. He starts to develop this reputation. They went. They played with each other for eleven games until Norwich, you know, and and we got wins in all of them, you know. He probably just wanted to throw Lover in an appearance, thinking it wouldn't have been that poor, you know. He hasn't played since December. Yeah. But it's Klopp. Every game is the same with him, and I don't think he just says that for the for the microphones, you yeah. know, and for the cameras, like. Lovren obviously has that reputation of being a clumsy player, but he has his moments, you know? Does he did he really want to risk like points like that? You know, his mentality is we want to do it. We want to we want to get it done as quickly as possible. I don't care about a record, but if we drop 3 points, I'm going to be mad because we dropped 3 points, not because the streak is over. Yeah. You know? So, I start to consider why I was I was cringing. I was turning the whole game watching him play because he just Kept making mistake after mistake. You know, Lee Dixon during the game said, Lovren's having a day. And I was just like, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. It was very frustrating to watch. Did he um, play full 90? Did he play the whole game? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think... And I, I think about this, too. Like, Adam Lallana was brought on at 2-0, I believe. And 2-0 is not out. 2-0 is not no, out of the game. Not for Liverpool. It's yeah. not, for, not for Liverpool. And I started to think, Why? What did he, first of all, what did he do in the game? Nothing. He didn't bring anything to the pitch. Second of all, there are other options, you know? Um, and I, besides the man you tying goal at the end of the game, earlier this season, why? Like, I just question why Jurgen made some of these decisions. And the whole time, 
you know, even 2-0 down, he was just standing there all stiff and not doing anything about it. And I and just, you know, and... Pep would never. Right. <laughs> and I started, I, I, also something I heard on the Two Robbies podcast, I was like, maybe, like, the team heard some bad news before, and they were all just, like, so, like, stiff and just flat. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe something that, about that will come out later. That's kind of what it seemed like. I have no idea. It, like, it seemed like... You know, a, like the club president just died or something. Yeah, something they just crazy. consumed it themselves out there. You know, you know, it just seemed like they they didn't want to play football. Obviously, Watford, so much credit, so much credit. Um, yeah, take nothing away. Brilliant performance. Um, but yeah, I just had a lot to rant about for that game. And um, to to finish off, we're just going to go into next week's fixtures, and I want everybody to just throw out some scores and some predictions. Let's do it. That we think are going to happen. So for next week's games, Saturday, March 7th, 7.30. Oof, that's going to be an early wake-up. Yeah, Liverpool, Bournemouth. 2-1 Bournemouth. Two, at Anfield. <laughs> no, if it's at Anfield, it's not even close. It'll be 2-0. Let's go game by game instead of everybody. So Liverpool, Bournemouth. You, well, you actually. 2-0 uh, Liverpool. Two especially Liverpool. at Anfield. They haven't lost it this year. They're going to be like, they're going right. to They're going to be angry. They're not going to concede I, the way I see it. So it's going to be 2-3-0 Liverpool. And you? Uh, I'll call it three one Liverpool. I'm not sure if they'll keep the clean sheet again depending on who starts, but you know <laughs> I have confidence. In my mind I can't make a prediction until Chelsea, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw one out there. If the same shit same thing happens to Chelsea, I'm gonna cut that out. If the same thing happens to Chelsea that happened at West Ham, I'm gonna go um, one nil Bournemouth. And then if we actually rallied from Watford, then I'm gonna go four nil four nil four nil Liverpool. Um, I think it's going to be a battering. Um, then we'll move on to 10 a.m. Arsenal West Ham. Oh, Start with Keegan. Let's go the other way. How are the Gunners going to do this weekend? Um, I'm going to say I can never count on us to keep a clean sheet. Uh, I'm going to go with a 4-1 victory. 4-1. Uh-huh. Fair. I have, I have a lot of faith in us. It's at the Emirates. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll go 3-1. 3-1. Um, I'll say 2-1 Arsenal. So we all think they're going to win. I think it'll be convincing. Now, Palace, Watford at Selhurst. Watford have a lot of confidence right now. They're also battling relegation. It, this isn't just a regular game anymore. You know, Watford are desperate. You know, so I think... Um, but Palace are a very consistent club, so I, I'm going to go 1-1. I think Watford are going to get a point out of it, but I don't think they can they can win back-to-back mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, any I thoughts? got for a draw. Yeah, draw. 1-1 sounds about right here. I yeah. think Watford's going <coughs> to... I think they're going to win. I think after coming off that momentum, I, I think they're going to get a result against Palace. I say 2-1. All right. And then Sheffield United Norwich, a chance to t- go into a Champions League position mm-hmm. at yeah. home, Bremen Lane. Norwich, is, Norwich just won't quit against these bigger clubs. Not that Sheffield is to be considered a top six club, but they're in contention for having Champions League spots. So you never know how a team like Norwich is going to play. But I think Sheffield will pull through. I think 2-0 two nil, two nil two nil Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're going to win. That's 2-0. That sounds good. Um, Southampton, Newcastle, two mid-table. Uh, Danny Ings. Uh, I was gonna say Danny Ings is probably getting one. Danny Ings game. scores. I think two. Two nil. Two two. Right. And yeah, I think two two. I think Newcastle are gonna get a little lucky here. And then Wolves, Brighton is a good one too. Well, Wolves are gonna win three one. Brighton might just score an easy goal somewhere. Very specific. I love it. I, love it. I think I think two one Wolves. I think Jimenez will get one. It's at the Molyneux though, so. Adama will assist one. That's yeah, maybe my, three one. My prediction. Yeah. And uh, just a minute, that Diego Jota run before the uh, mm-hmm. the Jimenez goal. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then Burnley Spurs. I think 
uh, at Turf Moor, 2 0 Spurs. I think Burnley can win 1 0. Also, the fact that. Or. I don't know what it could be a nil-nil nil so draw. If I ordered a Burnley shirt tonight, do you think it would get here about the game? Yeah. <laughs> also, the fact that I looked at the set, Nick Pope, their goalie, has the most clean sheets in the prem this season. Yeah, he does have 11. Yeah. I think it could easily so be a nil-nil draw. they keep a clean draw. sheet, and it's either a nil-nil draw or they outscore him, they 1-0. Yeah. I'm going right. to go for a low scoring and hope that Burnley can just put one ahead. 1-0. Jay Rodriguez, nice little Fair, header. fair. All I have to do is take points away from Tottenham. Yeah, I'll go 2-0 Spurs. Now, Sunday, great games on Sunday. Games. Chelsea, Wonderful. Everton. Oh, baby. You know, Everton, do not count them out. You know, they, they can obviously mm-hmm. get a draw or get a point out of any match, no matter who they're playing. Yeah. So, uh, let's start with Kyle for Chelsea, Everton. <coughs> it, it honestly just depends on the lineup that Lampard puts out and mm-hmm. the Chelsea-Liverpool game. Depending on how that goes, I think if we get thrashed by Liverpool, like, beat down... I, I do not think we'll win the game. Well, I think the, but then you can switch your priorities to the Prem, you know? But it also is hard to rally. Right, it, it definitely is going to be hard to come back. If Also, the goalkeeping situation, there's just so many different ways that the game could go based on the Chelsea right. lineup. This is, so an, experiment, this is an experimental yeah, season for e- Chelsea, really. Exactly. So, I hope we pull out the win. I think the game is away, if... Don't give me is wrong. Is that Stamford Bridge? It, oh, yeah, it's at the bridge? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd say, at best, we get a draw. i say 1-1. One, one. I think... 2-1 Everton. The, they, that's what I was going to say. This is I, probably the hardest game to predict of the weekend. Calvert-Lewin scores. I think they Rich, also score on a corner. I think, Mina. Rich, I think Rich Charleston and Calvert-Lewin can bag one each. If Calvert-Lewin doesn't score one in the first five minutes, we all know he's not going to score for the rest of the game. That is fair. So, <laughs> keeping our eyes peeled for those first. To be fair, he should have scored again at the end. This will be a great game to watch. All right. Here we go. Then the, the game goes. of the weekend. I'm mm-hmm. sure Arlo White and the team will be calling it. The Manchester <sighs> Derby at Old Trafford. Now, boys. So much fun. We'll start with Phil. What do you think? I want to be realistic here, but I really think City can win 2-0. I understand it's at Old Trafford. I know you guys will all probably disagree, but their spirits are riding high. You know, mm-hmm. They just won the cup. They're, I agree. They did win against Madrid. United's on a run, though. In you, Madrid. United's yes. on a run. United is on a run, but I, I believe City can just not. I think they're going to shut it down. I think City's going to win <coughs> the game. I, I, even if it's at Old Trafford, I mean, it's in Manchester. You know, They're going to have the away fans there. City's gonna win, but you also start to question the ba- the back line situation and it, how it's not as reliable as it's been. In it's the not past. as reliable as it used to be because Laporte will be hurt probably for like the next month with a hamstring injury. But right. also the fact that Fernandinho is still solid in center back. If we start Otamendi as his pairing, it'll also be straight as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stone the Stones just isn't gonna play, so it's what we've been used to all year. Uh, yep. Fernandinho and Stones together, and then you have Walker right back solid as well. Mendy's and Schenko, either way, you find it left back. I don't have a problem with either. Yeah. I and think Keegan? With an atmosphere as electric as it is at somewhere like Old Trafford, it all depends on who's going to put away that first goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's say Rashford you get in, You get all the momentum. In, and you get that crowd growing. From that point on, like you don't know what's going to happen. As good as City is, like they can get shut down. You have no idea. I think City definitely has more quality, but like you said, United's on a great run. Yeah, but Rashford, Rashford also key in, is key injury out until May. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Martial, mm-hmm. Daniel James, someone like that. We'll sign Kyle off as he has to go to work. Yep, adios. You did. All right, and now, so your score. What do you think? As, we, as we close up here. I like rooting for an underdog, but I think City will probably pull through with a 2-1 win. Yeah, I can agree 2-1. I don't think City will keep a clean sheet, but I think they'll get the three points. Yeah. Um, you know, they always they always seem to find a goal. I don't know the status of Raheem Sterling. 
Is he healthy? He did, he got subbed on in the Champions League he game, did. as you saw. He, he, he might probably not start. You know, Jay Zeus is on a run. Yeah. You know, Sterling's always a little he bit can, reliable unless he's out of Anfield. If Sterling is hurt, Jesus will probably just start the left right. Aguero up top. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sterling can always get something done unless he's Anfield. Um, <laughs> Nonetheless, though, it'll be a great game to watch. And then, yeah. and then honestly, a sleeper match on Monday, uh, Leicester-Villa. I'm going to go Villa. I think Villa can win 1-0. One one at the King yeah. Power. I think yeah. I think Villa can win one nil. Also, the fact they need it too. Grealish will bag one. They're also definitely very pissed off about how the game was this weekend, <laughs> because the the corner that City scored off was not their fault. It yeah. went off on going to one. It, they put up a good fight. Here's the thing. I think motivation is such a huge thing. You know, like obviously, like perfect example, Leicester or Watford Liverpool this weekend. One team's fighting to try to clinch the title as quickly as possible, and the other team's trying to ba- get uh, get out of relegation. I think the team who's who's trying to get out of relegation is going to fight 10 times harder every single time. Yep. And Leicester, not on a good run right now. I think they're on a down downhill. They've had a rough stretch since December, but right. that's sad. Right, yeah. and they've lost so much momentum. And Aston Villa are doing anything to just get one point even. But I think they're going to get all three the with result, a 1-0 win. The result of this match will be a huge precursor to how Leicester's going to finish right. their season. And if Leicester lose, there's, ob- there's still an opening for that yeah. third spot. If you Jesse know? pick up points and Leicester loses this game... It will be huge. Right. The Literally, Lester, one loss and a draw. Somebody can swoop in and take that third place. Yep. Um, but, yeah, great pod, boys. We're going to end it off there. Thank you very much for having me, Kevin. Um, thank you guys so much for the support. If you listened this far, uh, go to my new football blog, topflightfootball.net. Read my articles. Good I'd reads. appreciate it. Good reads. Love you guys. Peace. All right, peace out, guys.